0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the On The Brink Podcast. I do want to start this week's episode with a, that you can follow me on Twitter at Gaming on Um, I just wanted to plug my Twitter account. That's where you guys can follow me at. If you guys want to hit me up with some questions, you can find me on there. I do try to post as frequently as I possibly can. But the first big story I do that I do want to talk about this week is that cyberpunk 2077 has got delayed once again uh it will not be coming out until november 19th so it has been pushed by back by like two months it it does suck because you know for two reasons is that it was once again delayed but uh, CD Projekt Red ha- does have a good track record of the least releasing very good games. You know, the Witcher series is another one. They put a lot of love into those games. I played a little bit of the Witcher. I haven't played a lot of it. Um, what I did play of it was very good. So I do trust that they're taking their time to put a very well put together game. But the one other reason why it kind of does suck is because. People that were hoping to be able to play the game in September. um, Will not have to wait an extra two months. But. This is like the. I think what the third time that it's been delayed. Because I think originally it was supposed to come out like April. But then. It got pushed back till, till September and now. Now to November. Which is also I think in the same month. If I'm not mistaken, has Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. So, those two games will be competing against each other. And we do know that both Cyberpunk and Valhalla are coming out on the PlayStation 5. So, I don't know if those two games will, you know, kind of like camelize the cells of each other. It depends, you know, when the games come out in November. And I could be wrong, maybe uh, Valhalla comes out in October. Um, generally, I, I would uh, say that you kind of want it just like, you know, movies, you want you want the games to be at least a month out from each other, so one of the games gets a good chunk of sales within this first month, you know, because it, if it's kind of like two weeks out, it could affect the sales of, you know, one of the games. Um, and maybe again, it won't. Maybe it won't affect anything. Maybe it won't hurt nothing. And, and they'd be fine. I think I will probably wait to get Valhalla only because I have I have heard some things, and not none of it's very re- like reliable. But I have heard something that the uh, Valhalla game, and Cyberpunk could come out fairly relatively soon on the PlayStation 5 when it launches. And so I, I am... I might hold off. You know, I do want to, I also want to get NBA 2K21. The game looks good. I mean, from the little, like, 60-second trailer that they showed of it, they didn't show no gameplay. Maybe the game doesn't look any better from NBA 2K20. Um, maybe it looks worse. I don't. I don't know because they haven't showed any actual gameplay uh, of it. So I. I would say until then, you know, my expectations for the game, you know, are. I'm not gonna get my hopes up. NBA 2K20 was a good game. I did. I did like the uh, curve mode. The curve mode was pretty good wasn't the best, but it wasn't one of the worst ones, I still say, um, to me, one of the better career modes was NBA 2K16, I did like that whole storyline, um, I am curious to see if they are going to have a career mode on the 4, because I don't know if any of you guys remember. But, when the PlayStation... When we was on the PlayStation 3 going into the 4. The 2K had actually cut out the, you know, feature length. Like, career mode that we get today. Uh, With the 3. Now, the PlayStation 3 did get a career mode. But, it was also a very watered down generic. Didn't have no voice acting. It was just... You play some games, you get drafted, and that's it. And you just play games. So I do wonder that since NBA 2K21 is confirmed to be coming out on both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, will they cut the crew mode out? It wasn't just the game. I know the uh, WWE Series, which is also uh, partly owned by 2K, did the same thing. They cut the crew mode out of the PlayStation 3 version when you went to four. I do under I understand why they did that. They wanted the full force of the new hardware at the time to be able to you know optimize the, the story because maybe the story couldn't fit on the three. I don't know, but we are already seeing games coming out for the five. That will be so, solely exclusive to the PlayStation 5. Has it right now, this Spider-Man game, uh, Miles Morales, has it right now. It's only on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. They have even, then some people have speculated that it will be released on the 4. I'm actually, of the mindset, I do think that this, it will stay a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Because, you know, the PlayStation 5 is going to need exclusive games when it comes out. And Spider-Man could be one of them. Uh, I think Ratchet & Clank could be there at launch title for them too. So that could be a pretty big title for them. But as far as like the sports games, we do know NBA 2K21 is coming out on the 4. It's coming out on the uh, Xbox One, the PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. So it's going to be there across all four systems. You know, I don't think, I think at the earliest that they pulled these sports games off, which will soon become last-gen consoles. Maybe with NBA K- uh, Excuse me. Maybe with NBA 2K22. I don't know. I would still say that for sports games... That will probably be a little bit early. Maybe in like 2022 is when we start seeing... A lot of these sports games transition exclusively... To the new-gen consoles. Um... But we have heard from different sources uh, that, from like you know Amazon, uh, from like a, a Amazon website, that the PlayStation Four, not the PlayStation Four, the PlayStation Five, could be like four ninety nine. I think that's for like the physical, and then like the digital is like three ninety nine. Now again, that's just a rumor. Maybe it's maybe it's a little bit more expensive than that. maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, so with that being possibility in mind, we've also heard the speculation that the Xbox, the Xbox Series X, could be uh, three ninety nine, with the digital being like two hundred dollars, which. Again, it, it, it's just a rumor, so take it with a pinch of salt. But if the Xbox Series X digital is $200, then that that's gonna that's gonna be a pretty low, inexpensive console to buy, and it would put Sony in a predicament. Now, again, this is if this is true. It puts Sony in a predicament because now the Xbox has released their console at three ninety nine, yes, which is essentially four hundred and thirty dollars. And if you release the digital at two hundred, now Sony would either have to come in lower than that, or a little bit more expensive than that, because the only way Sony would be able to beat that two hundred digital console for the Xbox is if they release their digital at $100, which I don't see Sony doing. Maybe matching Xbox at exactly 200 and then for like their physical um maybe they go 499. But again, if that's true, that means the Xbox is $100 cheaper and it could incentivize some people that are looking to buy them a less expensive console. To switch over to the Xbox. To get that one. But again. These, these are just rumors. Uh, so I, I wouldn't. Think too much about it. But it's something. That we have heard. That Sony is possibly doing. And they're possibly waiting for. You know Microsoft. To reveal. The pricing point. Of their console. Then they'll come out. Because. I said on last week's episode. I don't think Sony reveals. The price. Until like. Maybe. At the earliest September. And at the latest. I think October. Uh, and that again. That's if Microsoft doesn't reveal. The price point of the Xbox. In their upcoming event in July. Which is going to be their big event. Which they do need to. You know hit on all strides. They need to show some gameplay. Of, of some Xbox exclusives. You know and maybe some third party games. Because Sony killed it with theirs now Microsoft has to, has to double down and make it like uh, double times better than what Sony did, which can be hard. Uh, I do want to talk a minute about the controversy around uh, Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man game, and the fact that people are wondering if this is going to be an expansion or a full game. And some people are upset about it. A 10-hour... Yes, the game will is going to most likely be shorter than the original Spider-Man game. But a 10-hour story of Miles Morales to me, is a full-length game. There's a lot of games, AAA games, that are only 10-hour games. There is, a, there is already some people that have already beat The Last of Us 2. In, in like 10, like ten eleven 11 hours, they beat The Last of Us 2. So to me, the new Spider-Man game being 10 hours long, I'm fine with that. As long as we get a good story, good customization with Miles, and the the detail uh, on New York City is done right, I don't care if it's 10 hours Look, we are getting basically a full-fledged game of Miles Morales that people have been wanting, and now some people are bitching about it. Yes, you know, this is technically like a standalone expansion, and it could very well be put on the PlayStation 4. Maybe it won't. If it's only exclusive to the new PlayStation I'm still going to get it, because I do want to see, you know, Miles Morales' story, because it is a very compelling story, and it looks like a very compelling story, um, and it is a continuation of Spider-Man 1, and this will most likely set up whatever happens in, you know, the actual new Spider-Man, uh, game, you know, with Peter Parker, because, they introduced Mile in the first Spider-Man game. I'm not going to go too much more into it. In this case people are playing the very first playthrough of the Spider-Man game. I, I am not going to ruin it for anybody. I am I want people to enjoy the game because it's a very good PlayStation exclusive. Again, I said it before. Spider-Man and God of War. Two of the very best PlayStation exclusives that have come out on the PlayStation 4. In my opinion. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's others, you know. And then, of course, you know, I don't know if this game is exclusive to PlayStation, but I do know Ghost of Tsushima is going to be coming out next month. So hyped for that game. Again, I've said before, I might stream that game. Um, but the... And there's also another controversy around it, about People want... Some people want... Spider-Man to distance him himself away from the cops. In the game, because of everything that's going on. And I say... To that is that why spider Man's is a superhero who who works with the cops. He's not a billionaire who can just house these criminals in you know like a little pipeline system. He just can't do that. He puts him in. He helps the cops put them away in jail. So I I do think all that is a little bit ridiculous. And, I mean, it, it does just entail to that. A lot of these people are attacking, you know, a lot of these games that have a lot of, you know, cops in it. They're attacking m- movies and, you know, TV shows that have cops in it. I think all that is is ridiculous. Leave them alone. They're, they're TV shows, movies, and games. Just leave them alone. They're trying to tell the art form. Uh, they're trying to tell a story. And when we limit directors... And creators to what they can do is the day that we have less interesting stories, because when we complain that something's not right, it's not fair. You're limiting their creativity. and I know like a lot of people, you know, may feel well. You know why? Why isn't Miles in the same position as Peter? Look. Miles is a very popular character He got his own movie You know Spy, uh, Spidey into the Verse Or something like that He got his own movie he, he got a movie Yes Peter Parker was there But really the main character of that movie Was Miles, M- Miles Morales I haven't seen the movie I do need to check it out Heard is a very good movie Some people say it's one of the best Spider-Man movies made Of all time Um, but he was the main character in the movie. And there has been some reports, now I don't know how true they are, is that they may make that into a live action movie. You know, uh, the the, uh, Spider into the Spider-Verse into a live action movie. Maybe with Tobey Maguire come back as Spider-Man. Maybe Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I don't know. I don't think it should happen. But it does sound kind of cool. I know this is this is a game, uh, game podcast. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, it it's just a, you know get over the point that Miles is also a big part of these of this game series, and I do think Miles will be have some impact on whatever the next Spider-Man game they they're actually the actual sequel main sequel to the game the first game. I, I'm sure Miles will be in there, because he is a big part of this uh, game franchise. Uh, I didn't like, uh, go have after watching some things, because I've beaten the game. The most interest least interesting parts in it was the MJ and, and Miles parts. That's only because their parts were relegated to just sneaky missions. I wasn't a fan of the sneaking aspects of the game. Um, I do think they could have done more. Miles' story in the first one, I-, I liked it. I liked all their stories for the first one, so I int- I'm interested to see what they're going to be able to do. W- you know, what what the series going forward. Um, of co- course, the new Marvel's game coming out, the Avengers. It looks cool. Yes, it's kind of disappointing that they wasn't able to get the actors to actually play these characters in the movies to do the voice voiceover uh, work for it. I can understand why they didn't because you're talking about these guys are movie stars. And you would have to spend probably millions and millions of dollars to get them to voice these roles. So you're talking about a good chunk of money just for a game that they, don't, they really don't know if it's going to sell that well. Um, so, and, you know what, if you have to pay one of these actors up to, you know, 20, 30 million dollars just to voice, to voice acting one of these games, and this game ends up becoming a massive flop, not only did they have to fork over 30 million dollars to one of these actors, but now they had to spend, you know, probably get 80, to 90s, probably even to 100 million dollars. Just to make the game, and then that's not that even mark used in the game. So you're probably if it's an eighty million dollar game that they took produce, and they have to spend an extra forty, that's like hundred and thirty million dollars all together. And then on top of that, thirty million dollars you have to pay the actor hundred and sixty, and you may not even come nowhere close to breaking even. That could uh, financially hurt the studio. So I do understand why they didn't. Probably hire cheaper actors, uh, you know, compared to the actual movie actors, to come in and voice these iconic characters, and potentially have a successful game. There's there's nowhere in, in, in it that says that these characters cannot be voiced by the uh, movie actors going forward if they do a second one, especially depending on how well it is successful. Um. So, you know, with that aspect, maybe it's a very successful game. We do know that uh, the next Destiny expansion that's coming out this fall, when you buy the expansion, you will be able to take your progress over to the PlayStation 5 for free. Because Destiny 2 is essentially a free-to-play game now. You can download the game for free. And you're going to be able to take this expansion with you. For free, over to the next console. If you bought it on on the four, anyway, you're gonna be able to take that expansion with you to the five. And I do like the I do like the fact, and I also like the fact that if, say for example, you buy the PlayStation Five and your buddy is just not able to buy the PlayStation Five for a few months and has to wait, that you you are still be able to play. With your friend, even though you're on two different consoles, I do like the idea. I do think Sony, again, is going to have a system in place where it allows you to transfer your games over from the 4. Because Xbox is already doing it. They are not going to want to lose money. So, I do think that is a very strong possibility. So I I'm going to be very interested to see what they're you know what they're going to do and how well they're going to grow and which console is going to take the lead, you know, coming up. We still haven't heard anything from Nintendo right now, you know, as far as like their big event, they've released a thing. I know they have a, the new Pokémon Snap's game coming out and they have a new Kingdom Hearts rhythm game coming out to the Nintendo Switch. Now it doesn't. It really does nothing for me, personally. Uh, it looks all right. I am kind of intrigued just to get it, just to see what it is. But I probably won't. Uh, yeah, there's a few other games coming out from the Switch that look good. Um, you know, of course Nintendo is not having no new console come out just yet. Um, I don't think Nintendo will release a new console probably until like 2022, 2023. By then, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X would have been out for two years. So maybe like two to three years by that point. Maybe then it's when they release a new console. Of course, you know Nintendo also has a big trick of, you know big trick in their bag, and that is called Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. That we'll be releasing, I don't know about this year, but we'll be releasing within I think the next year or two, maybe even sooner. So that's going to be a huge, you know, potential win for them. So I'm excited for the future of gaming. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of the On the Bring Podcast. Until next Friday, see ya.